0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 3rd, 2016. By the numbers, one thing to live for. One thing, one thing to live for. That's our focus this morning as we begin a new series, By the Numbers.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Church my name is carrie jones i want to thank you for prayers i've been sick all week but i couldn't wait to get to worship here this morning so just bear with me and keep praying me through till noon is that a deal deal Uh, so i'm alan jones that's right and we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ would you pray with us please god thank you so much for today it's a day that you've made a day where we can rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to speak today and for um, this word that you've given us. Open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed by it. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, amen.
0: Amen. So I was looking online for doing some research for this morning's message and I came across some letters to Santa and still we're still kind of in the Christmas season expanded here. I I thought I'd share a couple of them. They were kind of funny. The first was, uh, was from uh, somebody named Tennessee. Please text my dad. He has my whole list. I love you, XOXO. That's kind of the modern way of doing it, isn't it? And then this person just went to Walmart ad and just clipped out all the various jewelry uh, pieces there and made it really, prices included. That made it pretty easy. <coughs> Dear Santa, <laughs> Santa, if you bring presents with batteries, bring batteries. D.K. Yeah, that's kind of tough to have everything you need, but the batteries, huh? And then, and then this just shows you know, as kids, we have some pretty long lists here. This is from Ashley, and this shows you it's been a couple years ago, and you'll see why. I for this Christmas, I would like a Hannah Montana movie, Hannah Montana Quiller, a uh, Hannah Montana clothes, Hannah Montana shoes, a Hannah Montana ear. You got kind of have a thread here. Do you see it kind of running through here? Microphone on. Hannah Montana all the way down to a Hannah Montana rock star guitar. That's, that's quite a Hannah Montana list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the ones I, I really like this, I think it's the next one up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think as we get older our list gets a little shorter. This is Lucy. Dear Santa, please give me a big fat bank account, a slim body, and please don't mix them up like you did last year. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that one. Yeah, Lacey. And then this is a real simple one from Max. Can you please get me a guitar for Christmas? Because I want one. That's the only reason, because I want one. There you go.
1: So, well, often our lists get shorter as we get older, and the things we want get more expensive. Now, I remember as a kid having this long list of toys on my list, but as a teenager, it really did get shorter and shorter. Economy helps with that. Um, And the more expensive gifts, the shorter the list. As adults and as parents, our lists have gotten shorter and shorter as we've had a lot of other lists (laughs) to take care of. Anybody hear me on that one? Absolutely. And we try to focus on our needs rather than Our wants these days, and that really cuts the list down as well.
0: Mm.
1: Well, how about you? How about you? Has your Christmas wish list gotten shorter as you've gotten older? Mm.
0: Well, in, in Luke's telling of the story of Jesus, now that's in the second half of the Bible in the New Testament, this is in the second chapter of Luke's account we find two people who have a very focused, very singular wish list, Christmas wish list. Mary and Joseph have taken Je- uh, Jesus, as was the custom, to the temple in Jerusalem. Obviously, this is after the birth, to the, to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord to be consecrated or blessed, as was commanded in God's law. That was the custom. And that's where we find these two people and what they wish for for Christmas.
1: The first that we find was Simeon. Simeon, the Bible tells us that he was a righteous man. He was a devout man. And scripture says that the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. As a result, Simeon lived in prayerful expectation prayerful expectation. Can you imagine what it would be like if we lived our lives in prayerful expectation like Simeon? Mm.
0: So led by the Holy Spirit, Simeon was at the temple the day that Jesus was presented to the Lord. When Mary and Joseph brought the child in, Simeon took Jesus in his arms and he praised God. And here's what he said. He said, God... (laughs) You can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With, with my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. Wow.
1: So this man, Simeon, he had a singular purpose, a laser focus for his entire life. One thing to live for. Simply, it was to see the Messiah expectantly waiting for Jesus. That was his only Christmas wish, if you will. Now, here's what the Bible says next. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said this to his mother Mary. This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many, in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too.
0: Hmm. So Mary and Joseph were amazed, amazed by what Simeon told them. You know, before the birth, angels had shared who was coming, shared with both uh, Mary and Joseph who was coming, Jesus, you know. But it wasn't quite to this extent. Here Simeon, a mere mortal, tells him that this baby is the salvation of the world, the entire world, both the Jewish and non-Jewish world. Here was a man the Holy Spirit empowered to know who this baby was and what this baby was destined to do. Here was a man whose sole Christmas wish was fulfilled to see the salvation of Israel, the salvation of the world, before he died.
1: We also see a prophetic word of what is to come some 30 years in the future. Simeon tells Mary that a sword will pierce her soul also. So years later, at the end of his life, when Jesus hung on a cross, a soldier pierced his side with a sword. Mary was watching this, She had a front row seat. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Mary experienced? We can be assured that her soul was pierced as well as she watched what was happening with her son.
0: So, in addition to Simeon, there was a woman named Anna. Scripture tells us this there was a prophet, there was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem.
1: So here we have the prophet Anna. She was briefly married, widowed for most of her life. Her singular focus was God. She never left the temple. I mean, can you imagine? She never left the temple, worshiping day and night, fasting and praying. Wow, talk about singular focus. And she wasn't surprised by Simeon's words. She wasn't surprised that this child, this baby was the redeemer, the one who would bring freedom and new life, not only to Israel, but to the world. This woman was completely focused on God and she received her one Christmas wish when Jesus was born.
0: Hmm. Now, when we read scripture, you know, there are a lot of questions we can ask, but I always think there, I learned in seminary class, there are two questions that are always crucial. And that's to ask, when you read something that's there, you say, why is it there? And if there seems to be something missed, maybe the details are sketchy, you say, why isn't something there? In other words, why is it? Why isn't it? Um, In this case, the brief stories of Simeon and Anna are included, and we have to ask, why? Why are these so important, this little snippet? Why are these two stories, people, and their stories so important? And, and I think, after giving some thought to this uh, this week, the simple answer to that is because their faith, their focus, their singularity of purpose. These two people, one man, one woman, were completely sold out and fully devoting their lives to following God in expectation of the arrival of the Savior. They, they were waiting for the long-expected Messiah, and they were celebrating big time when they encountered him. They had one thing to live for, one focus in life, one Christmas wish, and it was fulfilled to see the Messiah, the Holy One, the Son of God, Jesus.
1: So the question becomes this, what about you? What about you? Is a closer relationship with Jesus your one Christmas wish? If not, what's holding you back? What's holding you back from that? Is Jesus the one thing, the one person who you're living for? A lot of us make New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I've made a few. But why not resolve to make your New Year's resolution to have a singular focus to live for, the one thing, Jesus Christ.
0: If you do that, you know, what would that look like to make that New Year's re- resolution? Um, well, you might at first think, okay, and this is one that some may be already done. I'm, I'm going to, to never miss a daily devotion. Good luck on that. I'm, I'm going to go to church more often, I won't say every Sunday, but I'm going to go more often. I'm going to get involved in more Bible studies. You know, the list goes on and on and on of what I'm going to do church-wise to be uh, a more dedicated follower. And and um, the thing that's interesting is all these things I'm going to do. But actually, these aren't the things. These aren't the things actually that's going to make Jesus number one in your life. It seems like it on the surface, but. Uh, if we making those first and foremost Aren't necessarily going to make Jesus Number one in your life
1: Basically Jesus told us To do two things Love God with everything we've got And love one another Love God Love your neighbor as yourself I mean we say that a lot Here at Connection Community <coughs> Church It's one of, one of The things that we really hold on to And there's really good reason for that Because it's the foundation For everything Love God Love your neighbor as yourself That's what Jesus tells us to do It's called the great commandment Jesus boiled everything down Into those two things And since we believe in a Trinitarian God That's three in one Father, Son, and Holy Spirit We are to love God All aspects of God With everything we've got And what about our neighbor? Who is our neighbor? Well, our neighbor isn't just the person that lives next to us. It's just not the people we like. They aren't the people that we trust, people that we're close to, people who are just like us. Neighbor means everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Neighbor means everyone.
0: Now, loving God with everything we've got, a loving neighbor as ourself basically means being in relationship with God and with others. And how do we form relationships? Well, it usually doesn't happen all at once. You know, your deep relationships probably weren't instantaneous. You know, you usually start out a little slow, but the bottom line is relationships are basically built through spending time together. Uh, uh, by talking and listening, by caring for one another. A deep loving relationship with God doesn't just happen. It develops when we spend time with the Lord, talking with God, listening to God. And that's where those spiritual disciplines, you know, I said uh, at the beginning of the year you make all these uh, resolutions, I'm gonna do more and more and more. That's where this comes in. When when you wanna focus on God, when you have a love for God and for neighbor, the way you get develop that love for God more deeply is by these spiritual disciplines that we talk about, um, uh, like uh, prayer. That's basically talking and listening to God. You know, We love God, with, and we love Him with all we got. And the more we do that, the closer we get through prayer, uh, not because it's something we're supposed to do, not because it's part of our daily to-do list that we check off. OK, I got that prayer out of the way. I got my God prayer out. Now I can go on to something else. Um, Uh, Prayer is essential because that's how we communicate with God. That's how we get closer to God. It's not telling God what we want necessarily, but it's trying to be in communion with God, talking and listening and getting to know. It's it's how we develop that deeper relationship with the one who created us. It's it's part of how um, we give God everything we've got.
1: The same is true for other disciplines as well. We spend time in devotion, once again, not because we've just got to get her done, but because it's our response to the love that we we receive from God. Now, I admit that there are some days when I go through my daily devotions to get her done. But if I just keep doing that, discipline means sticking with it, doing something every single day. And if we come with an open heart, God can absolutely speak. And use that time to help us better trust God and go deeper and deeper in our relationship. The purpose of spiritual disciplines like fasting and solitude that's a big one solitude, tithing, prayer, worship. The purpose um, isn't just to have to do it, but they're a means to develop. deeper relationship with God they help us move from here to there they help us grow so what's your plan for the new year what's your plan we have some great opportunities coming up to help you grow in your spiritual disciplines there's some information out um, at the desk it's right now media there's like 2,000 Bible studies that you can do right from your home. We really, really encourage you to do those kinds of things because all that helps us grow in our love for God. So I know when I add stuff to my life, there are things that I need to give up. You know, we, I'm guilty of adding, 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 and then I'm completely overwhelmed. Take an inventory of what is the main thing? What is gonna be your singular focus, Jesus? And what are you gonna to do to help keep Jesus your singular focus?
0: And the same is true with, um, with people, our neighbors. Loving means more than just giving lip service to it. it. It means actively trying to connect, to be in relationship, to care. Loving one's neighbors means reaching out even to those who are very different than we are, to those who are even a a different religion, a different background, a different culture, reaching out and talking with them, maybe inviting them to coffee, having an opportunity to not just tell them who Jesus is, but to try to learn (coughs) who they are and and what they believe and, and why. And, and, and the immediate purpose isn't to convert them. The biggest challenge is you want to be your friend, and then instantly you're in conversion mode. you got to try to get to know people. we got to be friends. And, and, and friendship starts with just trying to get to know who that other person is and, uh, and what they believe and why, to show love to them, to, to put our Bible studies and our, uh, our devotions and the messages we hear in church into action in terms of showing love for that other person. You know, it's easy for us to get in our little box, little church box, and put up walls and turn away from the very people that Jesus would want us to seek a relationship with. You know, we live in a world where a lot of crazy stuff goes on, and it's it's real easy to, to make quick judgments based on very minimal information on those around us. Mm. You know, one of our core values here at Connection is radical hospitality. Radical hospitality. Put an extraordinary effort and emphasis on welcoming all people. And and that doesn't mean um, just when we're here in this building. It means everywhere, here at church, but also at home, at work, at school, Across the backyard fence, down the street, welcoming the stranger at all times and all places. And, and why do we do that? Well, the bottom line is because people matter to God. And if people matter to God, then they got to matter to us as well as God followers. Yeah. They, what, and the question is what do you need to do? And again, what do you need to give up? to be more radically welcoming in this new year to everyone that you meet.
1: You know, if our focus is to love God with everything we've got like Simeon and Anna did and to love our neighbor as ourselves, then we have made Jesus the one thing to live for. Once we do that, Everything else will fall into line. Fall in line. Everything, our worship, Bible studies, daily devotions. Again, those aren't the things that make Jesus number one. We make Jesus number one first, and then that results in those other things becoming very, very important. Loving is the one thing to live for. Loving God father son and Holy Spirit and loving your neighbor as yourself our series by the numbers well that's number one let's live it let's believe it and let's pray Almighty God it sounds kind of simple but it really isn't we're put to the test in our workplaces, in our schools, in our families. There are times when we really don't demonstrate loving you first. There are times when we don't demonstrate loving others. God, help us have a singular focus, which is you. Help us prioritize our lives so that there's room, there's room to get to know you more by reading your word through prayer, through devotion. Lord, give us a singular focus as a church that our our main thing is connecting people with Jesus and the new life that he offers. Thank you for the mission that you've given us. Give us a boldness to carry that out in the new year. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said,
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church.
1: You can also call our church offices at 302-378-76.